This is the JP Maroney Audio Vault. What are some of those things that you learned early on? You certainly learned that you had to sell, but you know, most people, most people try to sell something and they try it two or three times, right? And they're like, it doesn't work. I'm not good at it. You know, what, what would you say to those people? What, what, what gyms did you uncover early on? Well, something that I've learned along the way that I didn't know then, which was you're a whole lot better off starting with a market first and the problem that that market has instead of starting with a product. I started with a product and I, and I see a lot of first time entrepreneur. Well, shoot, maybe not even first time entrepreneurs, but I see a lot of entrepreneurs make this same mistake. They start with a clever idea or they write a book or they create a widget or something and then they go, hmm, I wonder who will buy this. And they go out and they try to find a market for it. And I have this thing I call the triple threat that I teach people internally in our company as well as when I'm on the stages and stuff talking. And it's always that you start with the market first. And if you start with the market first and you go find a group of people that have a problem that is so painful, so terrible, so uncomfortable for them that they're willing to pay good money to have a solution to that problem, either get a service or a product or a formula or something, then you have a chance of success in business. But unfortunately, like I did, a lot of people start with a, a product or a solution and not with the market first. And they, they end up really, it's, I, you know, I liken it to trying to go out in the, the desert and dig water wells. You know, you might eventually hit water, but you got a lot of hard work ahead of you. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a lot like your T-shirt company, right? I mean, a lot of people will will fall in love. My 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 wife is a perfect example of this. You know, she's she's she loves to create slogans, and she's like, oh, that's cute, and she says, oh, I, you know, she comes up with a slogan, and then and then an idea, but she never tests it with the market, and and it drives me crazy because she's like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and I'm and here's what I have to spend to create the infrastructure to 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 to, to then start this business, and I'm like, wait, wait. Go sell it first. Go get ordered to pitch people your idea. Sell it, then create, then go out and spend money. Make sure that so other people think your idea is as good as you, you do. Um, you, so, you know, so look, and really what you're talking about, I think, uh, JP, is uh, in a lot of ways, right, finding a niche, finding that thing that you're going to fill, finding that thing you're going to solve. Most people are scared of finding that niche or they don't know how to find that niche. Yeah, that, I mean, you know, there's problems all around us. Um, there, you know, there's a there's a sort of a two edged sword of finding a need or a problem that you're experiencing. So if you go back to like um, Reed, what's his name, the Hoffman or whatever that that started the the guy that started um, Netflix. So you know, a, at least allegedly, um, you know, the legend says that. You know, he was standing in line and paying his um, high return fees and late fees, and like all of us did with Blockbuster back then, and that he yeah, wanted to come right. up with a better way. And so there's a lot of folks that do that. They've come up with a product based on solving their own problem, and then sometimes right. that does work out. Um, there's also that other side of that sword, which is sometimes thinking that you're the market is a problem. And so... Mm -hmm you know, trying to compare your feelings and your emotions about something to what the rest of the market, you know, would think or buy or whatever. And you nailed it. You said, go out and try to sell the idea. 
you know, I'm not the first one that's come up with the idea of like a minimum viable product or something that you can at sure. least get out there in front of people and see, will they exchange money for it? Um, and, and if they're willing to exchange money for it, then you might have a chance. Even if you can get one or two or three people, I always say, well, if you can do that, well, then maybe it's scalable, right? Because especially the world is so much smaller now by being able to reach them through the internet. You know, you're literally one Facebook ad away or whatever. If you go back to what Tim Ferriss did when he was putting out the uh, four-hour work week, uh, a lot of people that have read that book, you know, read him talking about where he tested titles for that book to see what people would re respond to. And um, the internet has definitely made it easier for us to test ideas to at least see if people will react to it. Right, right, and 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 so I'm I know that story, but not everybody does. I mean, you're you're so so you know you're talking about you know minimum viable products. You're you know most people in the startup the internet world know you know the lean startup book. You know they they know all that stuff. The people listening today, real estate people, unfortunately, look, you know, here, here's the problem, right? Real estate is this old, stodgy industry, historically, right. and when it comes to technology, the industry itself has not kept up. And because of that, in a lot of ways, people in the industry are a little bit maybe not as technically savvy as certainly as somebody in, in the Valley. So can you, can you explain that story of how Tim went about finding the right title for his book? best-selling book? I don't remember what his original thoughts were on titles, but I know what they were quite, uh, if you look at them now, they seem really um, subdued compared to the four-hour work week. Now, we all know that the four-hour work week has kind of backfired on him in, at times, right, where everybody goes, oh, what do you mean four hours? You're, no way you're getting all what you're doing in four hours. And he's like, well, no, I don't only work four hours a week. That wasn't the point. You know, the point was that there's a way to leverage automation and people and tools right. and resources to get more done. And, and if anybody can see the big picture of the book, then it makes sense. But he did test other ideas and what he did, uh, you know, in marketing, which is what we do, we, you know, you do it as well. You're always wanting yep. to split test. And the old idea behind an AB split test is that everything is the same, except for maybe the headline is different. The title's different or a button color is different. There's one thing that's different. In his case, he was testing these different titles to the book to see what would people click on, respond to, um, engage with. And then he based his ultimate title on which one got the best engagement or the best reaction. And, you know, Facebook gives you that. Instagram, there's, there's plenty of ad platforms out there. Anytime you're running any kind of traffic to a website, you can split test what page people land on because there's tools for going, okay, go to this one on this click. And then the very next person that comes, take it to this one and then go back to A and back to B and back to A and back to B. So that, that whole idea of split testing and if you bring that down to the real estate world, think about the fact that, I mean, look, real estate, you're right. It, it is an old business, but at the end of the day, it's still selling. It's still solving a problem. And good marketing, I say this a lot, good marketing enters the conversation going on in the mind of the prospect. And that means that you have to say something in your headlines, in your imagery, in your messaging that resonates with those people that are reading your ads or looking at your website or looking at a flyer or even an open house sign that you're putting out. And whatever you say in that marketing message, especially in the headline, which is what everybody reads or most people read, 
if your headline mm. says something in a way, not just what it says, but how it says it in a way that resonates with your target prospect, well, then you have a chance. But if you're saying something in a way that doesn't resonate with them, that's not in the same words, basically that they repeat the problem to themselves over and over in their mind, then there's a disconnect. You've been listening to the J.P. Maroney Audio Vault. Get more content plus free bonuses and resources at jpmaroney.com slash VIP.